Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you ever wonder what therapists talk about over coffee? Well, we are three clinical psychologists. Dr. Diana Hill, Dr. Ray Littlewood, and Dr. Debbie Sorensen, and we'd like to welcome you to Psychologists Off the Clock. In this podcast, you'll get a glimpse into the books we read, the research we think is interesting, and the ideas from psychology that we use to thrive in our own lives. Our webpage is www.offtheclockpsych.com, and there you can find resources we mention in this episode, as well as other podcasts we've posted. You can also find us on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Hello, this is Debbie. Today I'm joined by another psychologist named Stephanie Smith, and we are going to be talking about the topic of holiday stress. And obviously this time of year um, when we're recording this and when we're going to be um, posting this is a time when a lot of people are experiencing a lot of holiday stress. And in our, I think in our society, holiday stress can get a little bit out of hand. Um, so this is a really important topic, I think, and something that I for sure struggle with a bit. Um, and I think this year in particular, when we're recording this, um, people are already having a little bit of extra stress in their life because we've had a lot of oh, a lot of hard stuff this year and um, definitely a, a, an intense year with p- politics and the presidential election. So maybe an especially important year to pay attention to holiday stress. Um, and so I'm going to introduce my good friend, Stephanie Smith, um, and I'll ask Stephanie to say a few words about herself. Um, I know Stephanie, we actually went to high school and college together um, and then kind of reunited a few years back when we both ended up being psychologists in the state of Colorado and we reconnected. So Stephanie, thank you so much um, for being interviewed today. I really am looking forward to talking to you. Thank you for having me. It's, um, It's really fun to be able to talk about something professionally and also kind of personally relevant, like holiday stress with someone that I've known for such a long time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And um, I'll say, I'm going to have Stephanie kind of maybe talk a little bit about your yourself and what kind of work you do, but Stephanie has been out kind of spreading the word about holiday stress and a lot of other topics. Um, she has a really great blog and she writes stuff sometimes in the media and for the um, for the APA and stuff like that. So this is definitely something that Stephanie is passionate about, and um, we're looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So maybe do you want to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, Stephanie? Sure. So as you said, I'm in Colorado. I'm a psychologist, and I've had a practice in a small town outside of Boulder for a little over 10 years. Um I see lots of different kinds of folks for lots of different kinds of issues. I kind of consider myself a generalist. Um, And in addition to that, as you mentioned, I write a blog and um, work pretty frequently with the media talking about psychology and mental health and ways to achieve and maintain mental health um, for individuals and families. Um, Kind of on the personal side, I am a mom of three 
and so have my own kind of daily challenges with family and parenting and like to bring that um, sort of hands-on perspective to my work um, and hoping to help um, families and parents and kids um, just live um, live happier, more well-adjusted lives. Wonderful. Well, that really fits in with what we're trying to do here with this podcast, too. So fits right in and uh, fits also into our discussion of stress and specifically holiday stress. Um, so let's talk about it. Like, what is, what's going on? Why are the holidays so stressful? Well, I think there are a few reasons why the holidays are so stressful. I think one of the biggest things that I have noticed um, in the, I don't know, almost 15 years that I've been a psychologist is that the holidays seem to be getting longer and longer every year. So um, maybe in decades past, it would be we'd celebrate the Christmas holiday you know, maybe it would last a week or 10 days, but really now I consider the holiday season starting um, as soon as the pumpkins come out. Um, so <laughs> early to mid-October, all the way through the very beginning of January. So that's a huge chunk of the year. Um, so when, you know, a little bit of stress for a little bit of time is one thing. Most of us can cope with that pretty easily. It doesn't break our stride. But when you're talking about two months or even more of the year, when there's um, greater expectations financially, greater expectations with the family, um, greater expectations socially, it, I think it just really adds up and affects all of us. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's a lot of pressure and there's so many things to do. And to me, some of it's fun. And, I, you know, there's a certain part of it parts of it that I really enjoy, um, but I think when you start to pile on too many of these things, even the fun things, it's just, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of expense, it's it's too much. I mean, you can end up running around trying to, you know, go to the pumpkin patch and go see all these different holiday activities and plays, and once you pile on too much of them, even though they're sort of fun in and of themselves, if you do too many of them, it's maybe not so fun anymore. I agree. We we sort of um, are running on empty for the last yeah. few weeks of December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long time. Yeah, and I mean, I think sometimes maybe people can get a little bit perfectionistic, too, about some of the holiday expectations. Um, have you noticed that as well? Absolutely. I think there's probably always been that. Um, Norman Rockwell notion of what the holidays are supposed to look like, but I think with the um, with social media and technology becoming such a part of our everyday lives, we see that all the time now. Like, what our Christmas cards are supposed to look like, what our Thanksgiving turkey is supposed to look like, what our kids' crafts are supposed to look like, what our holiday outfits are supposed to look like. I mean, it's it it's just ever present and overwhelming. Um, the number of um, areas that this this sort of holiday cheer is supposed to encompass, and um, you know, of course, none of us are Martha Stewart. Even probably Martha Stewart herself is not as perfect as she seems. But the well, she has a whole staff too. I mean, I could be perfect <laughs> if I had a whole staff. 
that's true in photoshopping uh-huh. and, you know everything yes um but but i think that pressure is there nonetheless even if we say like oh i don't pay attention to that oh that doesn't affect me i think it it can kind of creep in yeah i think um, there's a little social comparison that can come up you know you see the perfect family on the perfect Christmas card or you see the I don't know just some of the stuff that's on the internet on Pinterest and stuff no offense I like Pinterest it's there's some creative stuff but you sometimes you compare what you have going on with that you know absolutely I don't don't know that any of us are immune to that Mm -hmm. I think it's a pretty natural Mm -hmm. thing to compare to others Um, but there's just so much to compare yeah this time of year yeah well and I just in terms of the expectations, I thought it would be kind of fun to make a list. And I'm not going to read this whole list because it has it's long. But I made a list of all the stuff I typically do around the holidays. And even just making the list, I seriously, I'm not even kidding, I started to feel a little sweaty, like a little panicky. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, this has to all happen pretty fast. But, um, you know, it includes things like the holiday cards and going to the post office and, you know, decorating and Wrapping gifts, and to me, the most stressful thing is definitely related to gifts because I have a huge family, and I mean, I try to give myself a little bit of break and order some stuff online, but I do end up driving all over town, and um, I think what I realized writing the list is that some of it I really am excited about. Um, Like for myself, I love the Nutcracker. I love the music. I love the dancing, the ballet. My kids like it, so that to me is something that I actually look forward to and enjoy. But some of the other stuff, I don't, I'm really just not interested in, (laughs) Um, you know, and some of it I can probably cut out. And, I mean, there are, I feel like I have certain obligations that, you know, I do travel and see family and, um, you know, some of that kind of stuff. But some of it, like baking, I mean, crafts, I I don't, it's not necessary. You know what I mean? Well, I love that you did that and you wrote it all out so you could see it in black and white, all these different things that were had just been floating around in your head previously. Mm-hmm. So to, to list it all out I think is great. And then to take that next step, which is, okay, which of these do I feel passionately about and which are sort of, eh, nice if I mm-hmm. have time and which I dread. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great strategy to say, okay, well, maybe – these four things I feel passionately about, I'm definitely going to do, and everything else I might say no to. Yeah. Um, I think that's really good because we're all different. I mean, even if Pinterest tells us we should all be passionate about baking, um, it doesn't mean we are. Um, but I think until we kind of check in with ourselves, we don't know mm-hmm. what those things are that that we feel so strongly yeah. about doing. Well, and for me with the baking, I mean, and this this might apply to other things, I actually like baking, it, especially with my kids, and I, I think there's something fun about it, but when it's in the midst of that particular time period, and when I'm doing it with this expectation of, oh, I have to bake all this stuff so I can go give it to all these people who probably don't really care that much, let's be honest. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, well, maybe instead I'll just bake cookies another time or, you know. Right. It's, but you can't do the nutcracker another time. That's true. So there's that's a, there's that's a limit for that. Yeah. But maybe makes it even more important that you do it because, you know, you only have a month mm-hmm. to get in yeah. and see it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just the prioritizing, I think. Like, what do you actually find to be meaningful? Because some of it is it's pretty meaningful and, you know, certain family traditions and that kind of thing really – 
can be great. Um, some of the other stuff, though, it's like, well, that's probably not necessary. Like, I, yeah, I've done things like go to this kind of fancy hotel in Colorado and look at this giant gingerbread house and go to the zoo lights and, you know, that they put up around the holidays. It's like, you know, to me, that's more stressful than actually enjoyable. So I think I could <laughs> knock those two off the list for future years. That sounds like a you good know? plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, do you have any thoughts about other factors like – I, to me, I was thinking about just the, you know, I tend not to exercise quite as much because I'm out of out of time, and there's all this food, and so that kind of thing is probably not really good for managing stress either. Um, I don't know. What kind of other stuff do you think may play into why this time of year can be so hard? Well, I think that's a really good point because I think most of us have some pretty good stress management strategies on board. So mm-hmm. maybe that's exercising, maybe that's meditating or praying or reading or having coffee with friends. So mm-hmm. those are all great strategies. But the problem is oftentimes when life gets stressful and harried, we stop doing them. Mm-hmm. So we have all these great things, but we don't do them when we need them. So I think to your point of maybe choosing a handful of really important things that are non-negotiables during the holidays, like for you, the Nutcracker, keeping those things on the calendar, but making sure you also schedule in or at least allow time for the other stress management kind of coping strategies that you use the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So making sure you're still leaving time to go to your yoga class or meet your, with your girlfriends for coffee. Um, yeah, or just take a night yeah. off once in a while to watch a movie and chill. Yeah, what, whatever those things are, yeah. I don't think they really matter what they are. Mm-hmm. But the challenge becomes when, like you were saying at the beginning, when we're running around to 18 different parties all the time um, or the zoo lights or whatever, then we, we're we not doing the things that feed us right. and that help us manage our stress. Yeah, yeah. And to me, a big part of that is that you – sort of have to say no to some things, even things you would enjoy, maybe a, a holiday party or one of those activities, you know, it's okay to say no to some of that. Totally. I think I think saying no and saying no a lot is essential to getting through the holidays in one piece. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it doesn't mean you don't like the people that have asked you or don't want to do it, but just um, really treating your time um, with care and and making sure you're not spread so thin that Mm -hmm. everything is miserable. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing I was just thinking of is financial stress. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you see that in your practice much? Because to me it's, it's so expensive and I, it's just, the budget takes a hit, you know. I mean, assuming, like me, that a lot of people have gifts to buy and food for parties and, you know, the nutcracker is not free, <laughs> at least not where I see it. Um, I don't know. I Do you see that in your practice where the financial piece can get to people too or in your own life? Absolutely, and I think that's maybe part of the reason that I noticed that holiday stress starts way back in early October because I think, you know, once you've been through the holidays as an adult a few times, you know what it's like and you remember opening the credit card 
statement in January and like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> right. Like I don't remember half the stuff. So I I I think there's a lot of reasons why people yeah. get stressed in yeah. October, but I think that 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 kind of fear of overspending um, on the holidays, or what I hear people say a lot is fear of like, how are we going to set realistic expectations ourselves as the adults, but also, you know, kind of tell our children like, you can't have 35 gifts. And doesn't mean we don't love you, and doesn't mm-hmm. mean we don't care about you, but or or even extended family. Like, okay, I don't think I can buy for all ten of my brothers and sisters this year. But how do I have the conversation mm-hmm. about? Can we choose each choose one name, or yeah. can we forego gifts altogether? So I think there's a lot of that anticipatory yeah. anxiety, um, just based on previous years. Yeah, the memory of that. Or keeping sort of a maximum amount you're spending or, I don't know. I think with kids especially, it's really easy to overdo it, buying gifts for your own kids for the holidays. But they, in my experience, my kids are little, but they get a little overwhelmed if we actually, if they get too many gifts. And they do also get gifts from grandparents and aunts and uncles. So, you know, I don't really think that they actually care that much if they get, like, two gifts versus ten um, because they're just pleased with what they have. And I actually think when it's too much, they get so overwhelmed. <laughs> you know, they don't really um, – it's not like it's giving them this extra joy to get all the right. extra gifts. Well, I think you're right. And I think when your kids are young, if, you, if they are still young, it can be a good time to set expectations mm-hmm. for future years. But mm-hmm. I think even older kids that are more aware um, – I think oftentimes if we can sit them down and say, hey, this year we're going to scale it back a little bit with the gifts, and I just want to let you know that that there it might look like there's less under the tree on Christmas morning, um, but it doesn't mean we don't love you or we've decided to spend family time together instead or what mm-hmm. just somehow engaging them in that conversation and that decision, I think kids are almost always on board with that yeah. and um, mature beyond their years often. Yeah, time. yeah. I think they, they less get less upset about something like that than we'd expect. Yeah. You know, and we, we um, I think for me too, one thing I'm going to work on this year is just being, cause just in terms of budgeting, is um, being aware of those little expenses, just being more mindful of. So uh, an example of this from a couple years ago, I went in one time last minute to – a store just to get stocking stuffers and I was getting stocking stuff I think it was one of those years we were with a lot of family um extended family and so I thought oh, I'll just get a couple little things for each person and I just found all this cute stuff and I ended up spending like close to a hundred dollars on stocking stuffers and it was also tiny that I was like I didn't really think about it when I was throwing it in the cart and then I got to the cash register and I was like what <laughs> how is that possible but I think there's like if you're just sort of more mindful of it as you go and keeping a little bit of track you know keeping you know I don't I'm not really great at keeping a budget but just sort of keeping track a little bit more of those small expenses adding up um yeah you know what I mean I just I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it I got to, I was a little bit in shock when the cashier gave me my you know, my total, because I was like, these are just stocking stuffers. Nothing I mean, the, nothing in my cart is worth much. 
It's all a bunch of junk, you know. How did this Fat happen? Chicken gum. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, this year I'm going to uh, try not to let that happen. Um, I think that's a good idea. And yeah. talking about it, again, this, you know, being as planful and thinking about it and talking about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Makes it more doable. Yeah. What about family? I think... And this year is especially, I think, an issue because there's a lot of strong political opinions going around. Um, What about family dynamics and the holidays? Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I think, yes, the the election is adding an extra wrinkle this year. Um, But in any year, I think one of the things, again, that stresses people out about families in particular is that we sometimes – have unrealistic expectations of our families simply because it's Christmas or Thanksgiving. Um, so, for example, you know, we might be seeing all these holiday cards of happy families and people doing things together and enjoying it, and then it can be easy to then have the expectation, even if it's a little bit subconscious, of our own family enjoying each other in that way, even if we've absolutely never had fun together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think there's this expectation and, and hopefulness of like, oh, maybe this year Uncle Jim will have stopped drinking or Cousin Jenny will actually ask me how my life is going or the twins will get along or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we often are so hopeful for that, but that's so unrealistic. Here right. Family, we, they pretty much have been who they are, and they probably are going to be who they are this year too. Mm-hmm. Except often amplified because they're stressed out too, or they've eaten too much, or they had too much to drink, or they're broke because they spent too much on chapstick and gum at Walgreens. Like you know, it. So I think again, being realistic about okay. We're going to Thanksgiving at Grandma's, and let's just be real about what's probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes just checking in with yourself about that and keeping your expectations realistic, it can um, cut down on the disappointment and the frustration and the anger that may come up otherwise. Yeah, that's true. And I think sometimes it's easy to focus on that piece of it that, you know, the there is also an opportunity to connect and to see the people you care about. Um, but when that those patterns are there, you know, they keep coming up. The holidays are no exception to people, people's family dynamics coming up. Um, but that's yeah. certainly something that can be problematic in some families. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, families are great and, and they're, you know, important to connect with. Mm-hmm. And, all of that, but I think sometimes it's okay to say no to our families, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, and, yeah. again, it doesn't mean we don't love them or we don't want to see them, but, um, you know, it might become yeah. for a break yeah. or a change-up in routine. Mm-hmm. Um, or just setting some limits with, you know, your yeah. expectations. Yeah. Well, I want to just kind of briefly mention, too, that some people have a bit more serious issue around the holidays and in the winter, you know, that some people do get, I think, especially depressed and maybe have a harder time. And sometimes people who have had a recent loss or who are more isolated or something like that um, might just have an especially tough time 
Um, I what we'll do is put some resources on our website on offtheclockpsych.com um, for anyone who might be really struggling um, because I, I would just really encourage people if it, if it seems like the holiday stress or the winter blues are really getting to you that it would be a really good idea to maybe reach out and get some help or talk to someone. Um, do you, and I think there's a little bit of research about this suggesting that um, maybe it's not as much of an epidemic that we think in terms of increased, you know, suicide rates and stuff like that around the holidays. Um, but in my experience, I definitely have, you know, people in my life and in my practice that do have a tough time around the holidays, that it's just, you know, a time when some people get pretty down. Um, Stephanie, do you, have you noticed that too? Do you feel like just sort of anecdotally that you've had some clients who have really struggled this time of year? Absolutely. This is, um, the the mid to late fall and early winter is definitely my busiest time of year, mm-hmm. um, and and I think you're right. It's it's good to mention that um, you know there are resources, both um, written resources and podcasts like yours and um, things like that out there for people who are struggling. But I also like to encourage folks. You know, if it's a tough time. Um, it might be a good idea to reach out to a psychologist mm-hmm. um, or even, like, your primary care provider um, and to just talk about what's going on. It doesn't mean you're going to be in therapy forever, and it doesn't mean that you're crazy or there's something wrong with you, but oftentimes just a conversation or two with a mental health professional can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, and it doesn't, like I said, doesn't mean that you're going to be stuck in therapy for a year. Yeah, just to get through a tough time and have some extra mm-hmm. support. And and like I said, we'll put some resources up um, on the web page in case there's anyone who happens to be listening who's experiencing that, who's just having an extra tough, stressful holiday season. So um, definitely check that out if, if that would be helpful. So... Stephanie, what are some of the tips, and you've, you've written on your blog and in some, you know, media media articles about just some tips. So what are your maybe top tips for what people can do if they're finding the holidays stressful? So a, a few of them we've already talked about. Um, having realistic expectations about the people around you and what interacting with them more frequently, like we typically do around the holidays, what that might be like and being honest about that. That's one. Um, another one um, that we've talked about is kind of getting a grip on the financial stress um, before the credit card statement comes mm-hmm. in January. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming up with a plan, even if it's just a loose plan, um, I think that can be a really good idea. The third thing that we've already talked about also is, you know, recognizing the stress management strategies that you already have on board and making sure that you keep doing them. Mm. So don't forgo the yoga class, um, you know, keep the lunch date with the friends, whatever it is, keep doing it, even if you're busy and even if it means having to say no to some other things. Um, So some of the other things that I like to talk about in terms of specific strategies are – Keeping a check on your eating and alcohol intake, there's a lot 
to be had <laughs> this time of year. Um, and Delicious it, items right. available. <laughs> right. Exactly. And some of it's wonderful. And I'm not talking about weight loss here, but more just realizing that if we're drinking a lot more than usual, um, it cuts down on our ability to manage stress effectively. And yeah, and it can really actually affect your mood. You know, you that's right. may not be it aware be, of how much alcohol can can contribute to depression and or just feeling sort of icky. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's a depressant. And, um, you know, if we overdo it too much um, in the next six weeks, you know, it can have an effect. Not mm-hmm. to mention the effect that drinking too much or feeling crummy because of eating too much over and over, it makes us irritable mm-hmm. and more apt to get in conflict yeah. with friends or coworkers or whatever. Um, and, and that's no good. No. <laughs> and so much of what's available, like, around the holidays food-wise is pretty heavy and a lot of carbs. And I feel like it give, can give you this sort of blood sugar swing, um, you know, it's just that it's the kind of food. It's not like you're eating a bunch of vegetables and whole grains, right, at <laughs> a Christmas party or a holiday Too party. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, but you don't want to totally thing. deprive yourself either. I think there's like a moderation and just sort of paying a little bit of attention to, okay, you know, I'm going to have a few cookies, but I'm not going to, you know, gorge myself at every party. Right. 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 Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just something that we don't often think about mm-hmm. how um, alcohol and food might affect our mood or yeah. anxiety level. So, but I think it, it's a pretty easy one to monitor. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a big one. Um, I'm trying to think what else are some other ones that I've talked about in the past. Um, well, you mentioned saying no, and I actually think saying no is really important. Um, re- practice it, um, practice saying no to invitations. Um, I think that that can be really helpful. One of the other things I also talk about with my clients and, and actually do myself is um, family traditions are, are, are important and fun, um, but I think it's important to take a break from those from time to time um, and do something completely out of the box for the holidays. Hmm. Um, that might not work for everyone, but for example, um, I am typically the one that hosts Thanksgiving for my large family and extended family, and that's super fun and I love it. Um, but this year I'm taking a break and just my immediate family and I are going out of town to a city where we don't know anyone, um, and just going to be tourists and eat Chinese for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and Shake things it doesn't up. Mean we, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean we don't love our family. It doesn't mean we won't be excited to host again mm-hmm. next year, but it is. It's exactly. Yeah. It's shaking things up. It's doing something different. Well, and you don't have to be rigid about that, that, right? Like if you have a... a tradition that's great but it's not like that means you have to do it no matter what there's mm-hmm. room for flexibility it's like this is what we usually do um also if you pile on too many of those traditions like i think the traditions you, that's another time when it's really a good idea to prioritize it's like pick the ones that are really meaningful like maybe having a night when you you and just your family listen to music holiday music or get in your jammies and watch a movie or something it's like that might be something that's really meaningful to you so you keep that one but you know if you have 10 holiday um traditions that you always do 
you know, there are probably a few in there that aren't quite so meaningful. Well, and they can begin to feel oppressive. Yeah, like, yeah. Because it, it just is hard to fit them all in. Yeah. Great. So I think those are the ones well, and that just, I typically talk about. I think that um, what you said about getting along with families, just sort of keeping your expectations in check, um, I just, I've noticed a few people who are kind of dreading the holidays this year um, because of family dynamics and related to politics. And I think that can always be an issue. It's heightened this year. But I know with my extended family, that can be something that can be an issue. Um, and I guess, I don't know, to me, I'd, I'd be curious what you think, Stephanie, but I, I feel like it varies so much. You have to really look at the context of your family. Like some families, I think, are better off just not even going there, like just sort of focusing on other things, just realizing that we're never going to see eye to eye on this. Um, mm-hmm. But other families, I mean, I always, I don't really like when there are big, huge elephants in the room that we're not talking about. Um, and in certain families, people can tolerate that um, kind of discussion. And so, I don't know, I guess all I'm saying is there's there's not really a one-size-fits-all model for how that kind of stuff works, but that it's you know, you have to kind of think about what's really important and what are you hoping to get out of this interaction with this person. And, um, yeah, I think what you said before is so true. It's like just keep your expectations in check. Like there might be some issues that have been there before that will be there again, and it's like just that's okay, (laughs) you know. You could still enjoy time together as a family. Well, and I think think you're right. Sometimes just um, it's – in times like this, when we're right after this big election, and whether you voted for um, President-elect Trump or not, it was a very stressful time in the last year, really, leading up to the election. So I think everyone is fatigued um, about it on all sides. So, again, maybe mixing things up might mm-hmm. be a good idea in family so we're not just like sitting and looking at each other and making <laughs> conversation. Yeah. But maybe we come up with some games that we could play or maybe mm-hmm. offer to take the kids outside and throw a ball or organize a walk around the neighborhood or yeah. you know, something more active. Yeah. Um again just mixing up the tradition so you're not um so you're decreasing the likelihood of arguments. Yeah, yeah. Well, they also <laughs> think totally just letting go of your own desire to, like, maybe come to a, you know, resolve it or something like that, and instead finding other ways to connect, you know, f- connect around other things that that might be a little um, more immediate, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. Yeah, but again, I mean, every family's different, and you kind of have to gauge <laughs> the family culture, I think. <laughs> Stephanie was just interviewed by BuzzFeed about this topic of family dynamics related to politics over the holidays with some really helpful tips. So we'll link to that on our webpage on offtheclockpsych.com. So if you happen to be facing this issue, you might want to check it out. Well, thank you so much. I really... um, think this is an important thing for everybody to think about. And I actually, even just writing my list and talking to you, I'm already, personally, I'm kind of planning to do a few things a little bit, I don't know, a little bit differently than I normally do. So I I think just having some awareness of this before I really plunge into the holiday season, I think is a um, kind of just a helpful, helpful thing to think about. 
So well, that's thank great. You. And, and listening to you say that, it made me think of one more thing that I've actually found to be really helpful. What's that? I, in the last few years, at the end of the year, take notes on what I want to do differently the next year um, because I forget. Like, So, for example, I wrote last year to, that I should take off the week before Christmas rather than the week between Christmas and New Year's. And I have had that thought before, but I'd never written it down. So by the time I remembered it, it was, like, over. Oh. And so I found it really helpful to try to take those notes um, and put them in your calendar for, like, October. So if it's, you know, don't make Christmas cookies or don't say yes to this party. Or <laughs> don't go back to do lights. <laughs> right. You know, because you'll forget. But yeah. it's important information to, um, I think, carry forward to the yeah. next year. Um, that's, that's a great kind idea. Of a specific tip that I have learned yeah. pretty well. You can even, like, because, you know, this is the time of year when you start your calendar for next year if you're old-fashioned like me and have a paper calendar or, you know, if you have a digital right. one, too, you can actually put it in your calendar for next, you know, October or something like that. Right. Note to self. Right. I actually really right. like that idea of taking off a little bit of time before the holidays too. That's a that's also a good idea. Just have a little bit of extra day to to take care of yourself or to get a few things done so you're not so stressed. That's right. And then yeah. sometimes it feels good to go back to work after the holidays. Yeah. It's nice to get back yeah. into the groove. So Yeah. I actually kinda way, I, I actually kinda like like January because it's like the this um, calmer period and it gets dark so you can just sort of, I don't know, relax a little bit. There's less social stuff going on. So I, January seems like such a depressing time of year, but I actually always kind of like it because it's just a little more yeah. subdued. So anyway, well, thank you again, Stephanie. This was really helpful and I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. You too. Okay. And we'll put a link up to Stephanie's blog on our webpage as well because she has some really great information about this and a lot of other topics. So we will, you can look for that, um, the link. What is your web page, Stephanie, that links to your blog? It's just drstephaniesmith.com. Great. So you can find it there or you can link to it through our web page. Thanks again, Stephanie. Thanks, Debbie. Thank you for listening to Psychologist Off the Clock. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes. You can also find us at www.offtheclockpsych.com. That's offtheclockpsych.com. Music by John Goo and Susie Stevens.